Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly PR recap and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and hosted by me, Kelly Darcy. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> All right, so why don't you start by telling us kind of who you are? Sure. Um, I'm Adrian Wallace. I am a director at 834 Design and Marketing. It's an integrated communications firm in Grand Rapids, um, award-winning, I might add. And I also happen to be one of your faculty members. Indeed. I've had the honor to have you in one of my classes. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And I'm so happy to be here. Just one class. Mm -hmm. It was was good. It it seems like today still. Yeah. You know, because I'm (laughs) still in your life so much. You are. I cannot. It's okay. Well, you know, thank you for hosting this at 834. So that's a really good thing. For sure. Yeah. A big thing, if anyone listens, knows that we try to change our locations, but sometimes they're hard to come by, so... Absolutely, no problem. We love having students in um, in the firm. It's part of our culture here, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, as you mentioned, you you hire in a lot of students. Yeah, that's on purpose, correct? Yeah. So, um, at eight three four design and marketing, um, Kim Bodie, the owner and operator, the queen bee, um, is a Grand Valley alum. And part of our uh, mantra, I guess, is creating the next generation of public relations professionals through mentorship and internship opportunities. And we've just had the, I mean, the best students. So we were able to hire them in when we have openings and we really try hard to mentor and grow them. And then they leave the nest and it's sad. But, you know, we all, they're always a part of the 834 family. So it's just a part of our culture here. So almost like an extension of Grand Valley once you need to get out in the real world. And even while you're prepping for it, you know, it's a way to have not like a cushion, but, you know, your people who understand how students work. Sure. Yes. We understand the curriculum. We've been through the curriculum ourselves. We're, you know, Kim's an alum. I'm an alum. Geez. Lindsay's an alum. Julie's an alum. Lee is an alum. Grace is an alum. So (laughs) we have a lot of those. And um, in different, you know, different majors, we have like a liberal arts studies major that um, graduate alumni um, and design, graphic design, um, communications, health communications, journalism and ad in public um, ad in public relations. So we have kind of the full we have the school of communications yeah, so. really here. <laughs> it's a we nice smattering. School of communications <laughs> right. In. Exactly. The next gen. Yes. Um, so. We've talked kind of previ- on previous podcasts about how important it is, or maybe not so important it is to what your major is, but more oh. so the experiences that you have. So it seems like you agree with that sure. concept. Yeah. I mean, we don't hire um, with any particular major necessarily in mind. It's more like a, what skill set do you bring to the table and how do you fit in here? Like if we already have three people that are really great at writing content, maybe we need somebody now that's better at design or curating content than writing it. Um, or interacting digitally with clients or their um, stakeholders, shareholders. So it just really depends what our need is at that time and kind of what is available. So then along with skills in, in your company, in this company, in any company, how important do you think it is to like mesh with personalities? Like how do you, how do you think you can gauge that in terms of you only get usually like one or two interviews max with someone? So how do you think that kind of can come across? Yeah, I mean, I think that from a student perspective, if I were looking for some place to work, I would want to uh, research extensively the culture of the organization because 
I kind of feel like, especially in your first job, when you're so eager to just get a job, you can really overlook this piece. And it's arguably one of the most important pieces. And I don't mean fit in like everyone loves you and, you know, that kind of stuff. I really mean like your skills are appreciated by the team that you work on and that your team is able to facilitate great quality as opposed to, you know, miscongeniality sort of situation, which unfortunately still is kind of a thing. But um, I think that we tend to hire for people that fit in our dynamic but are not the same as us. Right. Um, we don't want a bunch of clones that doesn't actually help our clients at all. Right. So different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So that's where the different majors would definitely come into play. Yeah, difference of perspective, um, you know, diversity of thought, uh, practice, um, experience level, experience um, breadth. I guess if you if you want to get into that, um, where they pull f- um, their uh, experiences from, if they had dynamic internships or if they just had like the internship where you just fill out the thank you notes for someone and send them. Um, which unfortunately still happens. Right. Um, but we try to create a culture of learning and failure, frankly, right. um, that we can recover from, obviously, but so that we can, you know, maintain this ever, mm, this ever growing feeling of our firm. So we are a changing firm. We're not a stagnant um, culture in of ourselves. So, how do you think that students? or young professionals who are looking for jobs and looking at the culture, is there, what are some kind of keys to look for on websites that would indicate culture? Sure. Um, how they talk about themselves. Let's say you have um, bios on the webpage, how the company talks about itself as a company, um, how you feel about yourself. So this takes a little bit of like introspection to a degree so that you know yourself, which mm-hmm. I mean, in college and frankly, in your 30s and maybe your 40s, oh, yeah. you're still sort of, right, you're still sort of learning about yourself all the time. And so having an understanding of where you are at this point in your life when you're about to enter a company of any kind or um, a firm, um, understanding yourself, I think, is a big part of if you will fit or if you won't fit. Um, so, you know, the website is the best place to start. Um Maybe look at some like, Google reviews or Facebook reviews. Check out their page, how um, the tone of the company is on Facebook and Twitter. Um, we sort of have this very, I mean, we're all so lucky here because we get to be exactly who we are all the time without any exception, <laughs> which, you know, if you check out our webpage and you see our Facebook pages, you'll understand exactly what I mean after this. But um, we get to unabashedly be who we are. And that's a really, I don't think people understand how lucky um, uh, we are to be able to do that because in a lot of cultures you have to conform to what their brand is and this brand is ever-changing as I mentioned earlier and that's because of the people that are in it mm-hmm. um, and so it's very much a makeup of the people that are involved so do you think you have a, like a high turnover rate in terms of because you hire in students right out or do you think they really stay in or do you think it's more so like people come in and they learn and they gather and this is a place where they can start their real life growth Uh, A little bit of all of the things that you mentioned. Um, We don't particularly have a high turnover rate necessarily. I think that we try to grow people and then move them. Like, let's say you came in as an associate, like an account associate. Um, Then maybe you're becoming a project manager within our same um, within our same company. Perhaps you have like an affinity for digital. Maybe we move you kind of to that space or that side. Um, You know, I think we have the ability to kind of almost 
structure our own job um, because it is still small, but also we're a young company. So I can say we have like low turnover because, you know, we're 10 or 11 years old now or so. And um, our core is still our core. I mean, Kim and I have kind of been through all of it together. I always tell people that she laid the egg and I sat in the nest and hatched (laughs) it with her. Um, and so we have this sort of special sisterly, super, you know, magical, dare I say magical. Um, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We always are hiring unicorns. Um, but we're always, um, very conscious that we set the tone. We're very different people. So we try to fill in kind of the middle of our spectrum. So she's on one end, I'm kind of on the other. And we sort of want to fill in with the differences so that we don't have all similar thinking. Um, I don't know, turnover is pretty common in firm life. What happens to our people is they get poached from our clients. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually are just going through this right now. Lindsay um, Patton Carson is um, our content director, and she came to us from a public affairs firm um, in Lansing, formerly a journalist, and she got picked up by one of our Shark Tank clients, Piper Y. Shout out to Piper Y. Um, the deodorant that taught millennials how to rub charcoal on their armpits. And, you know, now it's a thing, right? So they poached her right out of our company just before she, I mean, she's not been here quite a year yet. I think January would be her anniversary. And, I mean, we couldn't be happier in the saddest way possible. <laughs> so like you're proud, but also- I'm so proud because she, you know, when you see somebody realize like, almost, I mean, it's, it just sounds so corny, but like her dream, I mean, she's like moving to Philadelphia. She's very politically active. It's just the perfect match for her. And while that makes me really sad because I have to search for her replacement, if that's even possible, um, you just can't. I mean, when you see the shine on someone's, you know, like the sparkle in their eye and, the, you know, you can't be mad about something like that. So we're happy that she's going. I'll be sad to see her leave. But um, I think that that's part of that gives us some cred, too, because. I mean, when she came in here, she didn't know anything about digital. And now she's going to go be somebody's like marketing director, you right. know, and I, it's just a kind of a proud mama moment where you're like, I helped her with that. And now she's going to go do this for this amazing company that has a really great social mission. I mean, how can you argue with that? You can't. So, so. when you when you have these people who come here and they learn, do you think there are other companies that maybe are notorious for not necessarily being being the learning place for you? Maybe more so the that this is your dream job now get to it do you think that's there's like types to that that people should look out for or do you think it just kind of depends on each company culture um i think it depends on the individual that's looking for the job really because i think that every place is somebody's dream place it's just a matter of finding sort of the right connection like if this were tinder you would want to you know you would want to you know it's the connection right that really is sort of um what you're looking for and making sure that you pair the right skill set to the right environment and then create the right magic. So um, if you don't have, I don't know, if you don't know what you're looking for as a student and you don't know who they are as a company, then it's really hard to tell if that is the right match. So to say that you're going to make the right match your first time is probably asking a lot. No, (laughs) heck no. And then secondly, like I talk to a lot of students who are like, oh, this is my dream job at XYZ company. You know, I want to work in their international marketing department. and It's the best. And I see that in cover letters sometimes. And I often think if I'm the one reviewing that cover letter, I'm thinking, what the hell do you know about your dreams? You're 21 or 22, (laughs) right? You don't really know that yet. And, you know, you're still learning about yourself. So 
I tend to try to think that in different portions of your life, you're going to have different expectations of what ideal is, just like you would in a regular relationship. And to kind of put the onus on that being like the job forever, that freaks me out. I don't know how anyone could choose that. Right. That is like the ultimate. Right. That's like the ultimate commitment. But right. Putting the pressure on that. First of all, like what if you walk in the first day of your dream job that you identified in your cover letter and you got and you're like, this place sucks. Then where do you go? (laughs) Do you have no more dreams? Is there no more jobs? I Right. Is that it? (laughs) Um, I just kind of fear about that moment a lot when I see so much invested in just that first job. I feel like you have so much more learning to do. You bring classroom experience and some real world, real world experience into your first job, but you're really learning um, what you're toler- what you will tolerate, yeah. what you bring, what people want from you, how to deliver that in a you know a box that's acceptable. Um, and what you're capable of. I mean, you don't even, I say this all the time and I know this is sort of my thing, right? But you don't even have any idea yet how amazing you could be. And so to put all the onus of that into one job, your first job out of college, out of undergrad for that matter, is insanity, I think. And that's a lot of pressure for you to put on yourself and the employer, frankly. Yeah. So. So do you think that then, not almost not, since, since there's no such thing as a dream job right now for, for me. Yeah, for most of sure. Listeners yeah, who, yeah are in a similar spot as me, still totally. in college, undergrad, that maybe it should be really, that's why there should be a big push on company culture and maybe not so much the position or the, like you could, like there's lateral movements that you can make to maybe get that dream title that you want, but it's really about right now finding company culture that will work with you to start. Sure. I think um, ident- identifying a place that's safe and that you feel welcome in is probably the first step um finding right seriously (laughs) i know um finding a place that's willing to put some effort into developing you as an employee and as a person i mean we're people we're not just you know skill masters and task doers right we're still people um and finding a place that's willing to invest in you while you are learning about all of that i think is more and more rare i find that when companies tend to cut or withhold money. It's in the development area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean like, are you willing to send me to graduate school? That means, are you going to invest in my AMA or PRSA membership? Are you going to invest in my ad club membership? Are you going to um, invest in, you know, monthly meetings for me to go to that AMA thing? You know, um, are you willing to buy books and resources at the office for people to learn? Or is that like the part of the budget that you dump first because mm, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I were a young person looking for a job right now today, I would want to feel welcome, comfortable, and I want, would want somebody to trust me enough with their company resources to learn more so that I could help them. Because at the end of the day, I mean, if someone's investing in you, aren't you more willing to invest in them? Yeah, definitely. We have this like stigma, I think, about um, millennial involvement in culture that you're just here for like 1.25 years and then you're moving on to like the next thing but I often wonder like what part of that is the company not giving you resources to feel like you're a part of the company Mm -hmm. and not just working a job at a company yeah um and we're not really 
I don't know, we're looking for all these jobs. It's different than like when your parents got their first job and it was like you were looking for your career, not just your first job. Um, it's just a little bit different now. So if someone's willing to invest in you, I feel like you would pay that back to them and say, I invest in you now and I want to grow in your company and grow your culture and grow your mission. And I don't, I think that that's like the first thing that goes, unfortunately, because it's easy, low-lying fruit. You can just clip a thousand and you're like, we saved a thousand dollars. And and really you just kind of robbed yourself of a thousand dollars of equity. So. Do you think that maybe, as, is it possible as a student employee, say you've been at a, at a company for about six months or so and and you know you you want to you're you're graduating and you're you're moving on and you want to maybe join PRSA or AMA. How do you think that is the way to go about coming going to your manager, boss, whomever, and and saying you know like I think that this would benefit us as a whole. Do you, how do you think that conversation can go for anyone? Who I think I've that? never had a person come to me with a conversation bound in research, which is like <laughs> the hallmark of our degree in our program. Yeah. Um, and say, here are the benefits of this membership and here are the things I could do with it if you gave me the opportunity. They just say something like, um, I just need to be like a member. But why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I understand what the value is because I'm a member of organizations, right? And I think a lot of people are. But in a large space, I mean, a PRSA membership can run you like a few hundred dollars. And if you're paying for that for, you know, 200 people in a department or something, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So I would want some kind of, uh, I don't really want to say return on investment, but some kind of logic. Right. Why in the world should I spend $375 on your PRSA membership or your conference? And if you can come to me with something that's logical and feasible. I mean, I can't, I mean, we don't say no here to that kind of stuff. We'll find the money, but we, in the right way. yeah, but you have to come at it strategically like anything else. I mean, just because you want to go to Indianapolis to the PRSA National Conference doesn't mean I need to take you there or let you go because I don't know, maybe you just have family there and you want to like hang out that weekend. Um, I would prefer to see something more strategic developed and not necessarily a pitch, but kind of. I mean, put the effort into it that you want. You to may as well. If you think it's important. Oh man, if someone came to me with a pitch as to why they should be a member of a professional organization or go to that conference or whatever, I would be floored. I did that to get cats. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how we got cats in my family was with a PowerPoint presentation back hey, in 2007. I so. feel like, man, I am wildly <laughs> impressed with that. If it worked then, I don't know why it wouldn't work now. <laughs> I could totally see you doing that. <laughs> exactly, we, did. we got two. We asked for it. We, wow. We, we got two. So. Dang, you're good. Yeah. I mean, you know. Look out, world. <laughs> Here I come. <laughs> getting all the cats. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you so much. Do you have any closing um, phrases or anything that are not phrases, but <laughs> do you have any, you know, when it rains, it pours, but <laughs> maybe not something like that, but any, Last words of wisdom for anyone who's going out, maybe graduating in December, sure. um, who's maybe looking, starting to actually look for, for the job outside of college. Yeah, don't act desperate, even though you may feel it. Kind of choke it down a little. Yeah. Um, and put as much effort into finding a job as you would a relationship, I think. And that would be that it doesn't happen by accident. You have to show a match. Um, you know, uniquely identify yourself as the one. Um and, you know, tr really try to invest in research in the corporate culture or the firm culture or the employees. I mean, there's really no reason you can't find somebody and have a conversation before an interview anymore. It's just ridiculous, the resources available. Um, but try. I mean, honestly, I think that I know it sounds super lame, but 
put a little bit of effort into the research portion of that and then your interview is going to be a piece of cake. I mean, all you have to do is get the interview. I know so many students that I'm just I just look at them and I'm like, if you can just talk to somebody, you will have a job in 15 seconds. I mean, who would say no to you? Um, But really kind of putting yourself together professionally on paper by doing your research and due diligence in order to get that face to face, because I mean, our students and I mean, I really think that our students are able to articulate their value um, verbally for sure. And if they can just focus a little bit of that onto the paper, like for the pre-interview, basically, um, I think that they can't lose. I mean, we have fantastic students. Um, I just, I just, I can't, I would put you up against anybody, honestly. So yeah, try, like really try. Not like I tried, like really try. I tried No, no stars. (laughs) Actually do it, right? Make the matches, do the research, do your homework, so. Thank you. So You're much welcome. For Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Is there anywhere that people can find you on, online, on Twitter, anything? Yeah. So um, 834 Design and Marketing is www.834design.com. We're at 834design on Twitter. You can find me at, at Adri Wall. That's the first four of my first name, <laughs> the first four of my last name. I know it's really creative. Yeah. Um, mostly because people can't spell my first name. That's, people can't Such a it. problem. I have two C's on the end of my name because like K Dark and I'm like what? <laughs> like why does anyone's nickname for Dark no, Dark? I don't know. Also Dark is spelled with a K. Yeah, anyway. I know people, right? You can't trust these people. No. Um, yeah, I mean, find us. We have a great blog, honestly, that kind of talks about a lot of these things from in- entry level positions all the way through, you know, mid, you know, mid crisis <laughs> of your life, on um, through the you know second half kind of of your career. I mean, we have professionals that are brand new little babies little infants coming into the company and then you know like uh, Rebecca and I have worked with 834 um, for many years but have worked in public relations and marketing for 18 years oh my god I know I only look like I'm 20 right (laughs) okay totally (laughs) so yeah I mean um, check out our blog we have a lot of Jimmy dog you sure do on the blog so it's really worth it to see the dog I follow the blog Mm -hmm. I can confirm yeah. Just do it for just do it for the dog. Just do it for the dog in general, and then everything else will just fall into place. Yes, for sure. So, but anyway, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to PR Hangover. If you want more PR news like this, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GV underscore PRSSA. Talk to you soon.